Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elise. Welcome back to Poodle People, where we talk about all things poodles. Just a friendly reminder that we're not licensed professionals, veterinarians, or handlers. We're just poodle people. Hey, Elise. Hey, Karen. How's it going? Good. How about you? Oh, just peachy keen. Fantastic. Yeah, how are the puppies doing this week? Really well. It's been a great big busy week. We have a lot going on. Puppies are growing up. They got a lot of good experiences this week. And I'm sitting outside with them on my deck. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I bet you guys are having some nice weather this week, huh? Kind of cool and dry. It's really dry, unfortunately, but that's good for puppy time. That is good Um, for puppy time. Wow. Yeah, not so good for farmers, but really good for puppy time and outside (laughs) time. Yeah. Are they, this is coming on what, week seven? Are we at Shark Week yet? We are almost at Shark Week. They are definitely unable to undo shoelaces. And, you know, uh, the other day, little tank pulled my shoe outside and was chewing on it. Um, we also had a tomato killing. Um, I oh, had one, no. Yeah, I had one tomato left on my plant and um, someone ate it. And oh, then no. and then all of them chewed the stalk down. Oh, um, well. Yeah, so That's... definitely a tomato killer. Glad they're getting their vegetables in. And I guess their fruits too. How exciting. Yeah. (laughs) And it sounds like you may be in Velcros or slip-ons for the time being, since they can undo all your shoelaces. My shoes are already put up, and I do have one pair of shoes that I wear around the house that were chewed by Alfred and Emma. So it's not super critical if they get them for a a bite or two. But obviously, I don't don't want to encourage that yeah no I, I don't I don't know that your new pet parents would appreciate pre-trained no. shoe chewers no. <laughs> joining their home the weather well, has cool. really been great because they really um are so used to going outside to use the potty um, yeah and we get tons of exercise we've Aww. had friends over um jane was here today and looked at everyone's confirmation so okay. yeah that's, she put all of them deal. up and yeah we stacked all of them and she looked at the prosternum and the angle of the shoulder angle of the back leg and the tail set and neck length yeah okay and she was really pleased with all of them um none of them have major faults which is fabulous yeah uh, so it's really a nice litter. That's cool. Um, yeah, and we've done some crate training okay. and, um, you know, just different things all the time, um, okay. keeping them active and engaged. Yeah, and Jane's your, Jane Singleton's your, your mentor, correct? She sure is. She is Aww. Artisan Poodles, Artisan okay. Skin Poodles, and Jane owned uh, Connie Gator and Pip. 
and their registered names are way too long. So if anyone's interested <laughs> in knowing her champions and grand champions, they should go to my website where their very long names and all of their titles are listed. Right. <laughs> that is has, kind of a, yeah. the hazard of the dog world, right? There's, yeah. there's some seriously long names out there. <laughs> yeah. So Jane worked with a breeder named Yvonne Hageman and... Um, really, I benefit from their long friendship and the bloodlines they developed. And I have Avatar Concord in my bloodlines, thanks to Jane. That's really cool. And and of of nothing to sneeze at. That's awesome, Karen. Yeah, it's really nice. These puppies are gorgeous. And Jane, they sure picked, are. Jane picked this mating for me, so I'm Aww. really grateful that. She has such understanding of yeah. pedigree and confirmation because um, she's the one who designed these puppies. They're beautiful. I mean, every photo you've sent me and I've seen on your socials is, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're cute, of course, because all puppies are pretty cute. But these are, they're beautiful dogs, Karen. You should be really proud of yourself. Thank you. I really am pleased. And I also am really pleased with Emma because she has really come into her own. And even Jane said that she is a beauty. And so, you know, sometimes dogs take a while to mature and yeah. really look their best. And Emma looks fantastic. Yeah, she's a wonderful specimen of the breed. So I think it's I think that's really cool. And how fun for you and your program. Yeah. So, of course, it's not all about me. Tell me what you have been doing this week and what Winnie's up to. So I've been I've been traveling. I had a birthday this week, so I, I got out of town and celebrated with my folks. So Winnie's been home with my boyfriend um, and longtime partner. So she's she's gotten some dad time in, been chasing nice. lizards and visiting the sweet neighbor down the street that feeds her treats every day and uh this weekend living the she's desert life. living the life she's spending some time with her her she has a great dane friend named biggie and she goes and plays with biggie he outweighs her by about 100 pounds but they get on just <laughs> fine so she's yep. gonna spend some time with him um just playing hanging out doing dog stuff um and then I'll see her when I get back. So I'm looking forward to that. The best part of coming home from a trip, I think, is seeing the dogs. I oh, think absolutely. You and I can probably both yeah. agree on that. Yep. Um, well, cool. So this week we have a pretty we have a pretty neat guest, uh, Karen. Uh, how do you meet our our new friend Lori? Um, Meninger. Yeah, yeah, Lori so Meninger. I met Lori at the Louisville Dog Show, and it might not technically be the Louisville Dog Show, but I think that's how most people uh, refer to it. And I happened to just pick a spot next to her group of friends, and they were fantastic. I um, really got to know all of them and celebrated their triumphs, of which they had many. I think they finished a couple of dogs that weekend. And they wow. were just a really, really nice group of amateur owner handlers. And we talked a lot about the difference between showing Swissies and poodles and um, how they show, how they breed, things like that. And I just really hit it off. 
with them. Um, but I also ended up buying four pieces of pottery from Lori and we wanted to have her on to talk about her labor of love. And I can attest that her, um, pottery business is just fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. So Lori is a greater Swiss mountain dog owner and exhibitor, and she is the founder of Swissy Love Pet Pottery. So here in just a few minutes, we'll get to hear all about her story and uh, learn some fun things about uh, great, the greater Swiss mountain dog along the way. A breed that I wasn't familiar with, but I, I certainly learned a lot with talking to her. It's a lot of fun. I hope everyone enjoys it. Hi, Lori. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. How are you guys? Just We're doing PG, really well. Thank you. Great. So just to set the audience up, Lori and I met at the Louisville show. I don't know the formal name of the Louisville dog show, um, but we were both there. Uh, Lori was with a group of her friends showing her wonderful Swiss mountain dog. And I just kept chatting with them. They were such a great group. The dogs were wonderful. And Lori had her wonderful pottery with her. So we thought it would be really interesting to talk to someone who is an amateur owner handler of a different breed. And we also are dying to know more about the pottery because <laughs> I must confess that I bought four bowls. <laughs> yes thank you so much I'm glad you're getting good use out of it yes I am and I am already thinking about new purchases so Perfect. you know this is part of shopping expedition <laughs> okay and to also set the stage I am an amateur owner handler and also an amateur potter so both things are fairly new to me um in the in the last few years so having fun with both of them for sure that's fantastic. It's yeah. always good to find new hobbies that are really exciting. And we're, we're both really interested. So let's get started and tell us a little bit about your dog history and the dog you had at Louisville. And, you know, just a little bit more about sure. the, the Swissy. Alrighty. So, so I, I think I had, two, I probably had two Swissies there. I was still showing Moose, um, mm -hmm. but recently I just finished Moose on his grand championship. So that, that wow, Congrats. I know, I know I'm so excited because it's really hard to show two dogs. Um, when I finished him and then just started taking Minnie, this, that's his daughter, um, to shows, it was like a breeze. It was like, oh, it's just one dog. It's so, it was so easy. With two dogs, I was taking crates in and just trying to get them in and out of the ring. It, it was just a lot. So really glad to be done with Moose. Um, so yeah, I, we got a we had a Greater Swiss Mountain Dog. We got our first one probably back in 2001 mm -hmm. um, from a breeder in Kentucky. And um and he lived about eight years. Um, he actually ended up having bone cancer. Um, I know. Um, mm. But I've learned a lot since then um, about neutering early. And I really think that's super important not to neuter or spay early. Um, dogs just aren't finished. Now you got to be responsible, you know. And I know that's a big thing. Um, but it's it's super important for their growth to... Um, to let them finish growing before altering them. So I do think that probably contributed to it because he not only 
had bone cancer. He also tore his ACL like three times. And oh, no. I know. It's just like one mm. thing after another. So anyway, that was our first Swissy. And then we had Goldens um, along with that Swissy and had one or two other Goldens. And when our last Golden passed, I was like, I really want to get another Swissy again. So I went to a, uh, they have an event here in Columbus yearly called the Swiss Athlon. And um, it's just a big get together for a weekend where they do pack hikes and uh, drafting where they pull the cart, um, weight pulling. That's and, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they do, um, there'll be a dinner and a silent auction and it's actually October 6th, 7th this year, but I'm going to be in Canada, so I can't go. But anyway, I went out there maybe six years ago um, and was talking to the the breeder that puts it on and um ended up getting a getting a swissy um uh, not from her which i kind of feel still feel bad about um she was so busy running the show i started talking to some other breeders and um and ended up getting uh moose and at that time i have four kids as well so but they were so my youngest is a senior in college so Okay. When I got Moose like five years ago, she was like, well, I'm looking to place a show mail. And I was like, well, what does that entail? And she's like, oh, you just go to a couple dog shows. You know, it really, it can be done in three. And I was like, really? And I was like, okay, well, sure. Maybe I'll try that. So of course it didn't take three, <laughs> three <laughs> dog shows to do. Um, but I feel like it never does. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I, I have seen a dog finish in a weekend. Actually, it was at Louisville. Um, the Not the breeder that I got Moose from, but the breeder of Moose's dad was there with Hondo. And yes. Yeah. He, fin- yeah. he finished that weekend. He was nine months old and he got yeah, best yeah. winners every every day. Um, yeah. So he did finish that weekend, and but you know Tina's been showing for a really long time. I had never shown a dog. I did not know what to do. I had to go to all the training and learn how. You know, there's a lot more to showing a dog than just running around in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, there is. There's definitely more to it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that show career started. Um, it did give me something because I had been traveling. Um, you know, with the four kids all across the country doing different kids activities. My girls were divers, um, both in college mm-hmm. and my boys, um, played lacrosse. So, you know, we'd been all over. Um, and I was like, well, that's all coming to an end. So now I'll start taking the dog all over. <laughs> so, yeah. So it does happen that way, doesn't it? It, it yeah. does. Yeah. And it, it was a good, a good, um, segue and gave me something to focus on since the kids you know are on their own now and it goes it's a lot going from a busy house with four active kids to like no kids it was like quiet and you know so anyway it's been it's been really nice so So, Lori are we hearing a rooster yeah that's um (laughs) (laughs) that is a rooster and he so we got those chickens. Actually, um, we got them one year ago on Monday. Um, okay. On our anniversary, we got each other chickens. Um, <laughs> so we went and we picked out six chickens, and they were supposed to be hens, all of them. We were not supposed to have a rooster. And lo, lo and behold, on New Year's Day, I was like, is my husband, like, 
making some weird snoring noises. And I open the back door and he's doing cockadoodle doings. I'm like, great. So now we have a rooster. So yes, um, yeah. Love that for you. Yeah. He he's he's okay. I mean, you gotta keep your eye on him. I don't turn my back on him because he'll come at you. Um, he's not unfriendly, he's just doing his job protecting he's his lady rooster he yeah. is yeah i mean he's just that's what he does i mean he rounds them up and yep. you know he does he keeps them <laughs> do either one of you have chickens i, I have not. had chickens in the past i don't right now okay yeah i mean you know having chickens is you could buy eggs the rest of your life and and it'd be just fine and it, they don't pay for themselves in other words I they mean, do not no no it's, <laughs> now granted when eggs were five dollars a, a dozen they might have been but that didn't last very long so no. we're back to eggs being a dollar 20 dozen now so yes but anyway yeah so but you have to enjoy the the labor of it and find that interesting yeah. for it yeah. to be worthwhile exactly i mean w- well we had recently moved um about two years ago, we were in in a more of a city suburb setting, I guess. And now we're out in the country on 12 acres. So, nice. um, yeah. So the chicken, we thought, well, we'll get chickens. Yeah. <laughs> they can free range and, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah. And do Moose and Minnie have any, you know, do they run after them at all? So, no. no. Um, right in the beginning, like, right when we brought them home we had them interacting with them from the get-go and um when we put them out in the coop a couple times when the chickens would like because they can fly so they would take up running and they would kind of get air a little bit Mm -hmm. and especially Minnie because she was she just turned two so she was only a puppy still at one and she would go after them and chase them but now they don't care at all about the chickens actually on my Instagram, if you look back at any of my Moose Mini Instagram, Moose is sitting in the coop and the chickens are like just walking all around him. It's the funniest thing. So, um, when, I, when I had chickens, I had my dogs, Max and Jane, and they were doing really well. But one day Max realized that if he ran after them, they would run yeah. and slap their wings. And he had that glazed look in his <laughs> eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, this is i'm gonna fun. get <laughs> so um i have not and now that i have four dogs it oh just my. seems like the chickens would be at risk because yes yes well my son has a shepherd and um i when he the shepherd comes and stays for a few days because the dogs all love to play together um mm-hmm. i'll walk the dogs for, and be outside with the dogs for you know an hour and a half two hours just doing things outside the chickens are in the coop and then I would come in with the dogs and let the chickens out well one day I forgot and the shepherd he went after those chickens I mean he was but that rooster came in and like oh. came right at the hens were all running but the rooster was coming at him yeah and he did kind of like prevent him from you know getting one of the hens because I you know I can't I can't check, catch those chickens and the shepherd. I mean, you just can't. They're just so no, fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it's it's a fun little fun yeah. little thing. We'll see how if we get more. I mean, we've we've got uh, four hens and a rooster, but I, I don't need any more. It's four eggs a day. What do I need more eggs than that? Right. Right. So 
Yeah. yeah, just stock, start stocking your freezer because you'll want them in the winter. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, can you do that? Put them in the freezer? Yeah. So if you just crack them and put them in, um, you'll have to buy smaller containers. Mm-hmm. But you can crack them and put them in containers so that you have two or three at a time. Oh, okay. Um, and that's one way to get yourself through the winter without having to buy store yeah. things. Yeah, I know. I did it's not like... know that. I oh, didn't yeah. either. This yeah, podcast yeah. is so good for many things. Wow. <laughs> we're learning about chickens. We're learning about Yeah. Cats. You could separate them before. Like if you bake a lot and you mm-hmm. use whites or yolks, you could separate them. You could beat them and then, okay. you know, have something ready for scrambled eggs or whatever. Or you can just yeah. crack them open, throw them in a container, freeze them. Yeah. You know. The dogs do get um, one each about every other day. I don't give them to them every day, but about every other day. Yeah, so. that's a really nice thing. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. She gets yes. excited when the box comes out. She's like, oh, for me too? <laughs> no, I just get, so Moose and Minnie eat raw. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole nother, that could be yeah. a whole podcast. That could be a whole half an hour of raw feeding. I just. Yes. Yeah, we will have you back on for that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It, it is a... kind of interested in that. We'll have to circle back to that one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. I mean, I've definitely learned a lot. So the day that I picked up Nicole or uh, Moose from Nicole, she's like, "Well, he's been on a raw diet." I'm like. Oh, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what do you mean? Uh, I didn't know what I had a bag from at the house. It's a four hour drive the way home. And she's like, yeah, he eats raw. I'm like, so the whole way home from Michigan, I'm like Googling how to feed a dog raw. And I'm like, what? what? So yeah, I get home and he won't eat the kibble. So I had to go not. to the grocery store and buy a chicken. Like it, it was, I wish I'd been more prepared. I'd really had to just jump into it because I'm yeah. sure that he would have eaten, he wouldn't have Eventually. starved himself, but yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I just started feeding him raw. So it's easier now. I have a whole system and, um, but yeah, yeah it, it is, it, it definitely would be easier to throw two or three cups of kibble in a bowl and call it a day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, definitely. What a plot twist though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was that Nicole Proctor who was yeah. also at the show? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, how lovely. So let's talk a little bit about your little group because yeah, I loved that. I found myself next to a group of lovely <laughs> people. So yeah. do you guys meet up somewhat regularly? Have you all stayed in touch? There were probably yeah. four or five of you, right? Yeah, so I can't, um, I don't know if Lisa was there. She was from Canada. Was she there? Yes, she was okay. there. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I just saw Nicole and Lisa both last weekend because we went to a dog show um, in Michigan. And Nicole lives in Michigan. So we all stayed with Nicole. Um, it was a four-day show. Um, nice. Yeah, so we, we do, I talk to Nicole probably at least once a week. Um, okay. Because, um well, Minnie will have puppies and not, I won't have them at my house. So since Nicole's the breeder, she'll find the stud dog. She'll um, organize all that. And then I'll have Minnie at home until about a week before the puppies are due. And then I'll take Minnie up there and she'll have her puppies and I'll leave her there. Uh-huh. I know I'll stay for a few days and, and then I'll probably come back another time. Um, you know, while she's up there and then she'll come home after that. But yeah, so I talked to Nicole a lot and cool. And Interesting. Um, yeah. So Lisa has Holly, which is yes. Minnie, Minnie's yeah. sister. 
So okay. Moose, Moose was there, and he's got three daughters, but two of them show. Actually, all three of them show. Um, and then Tina Bailey was there, and mm-hmm. she's the one who had Hondo. Yep. And I think there's another lady there named Joe. She had Jersey. And Jersey just finished his grand championship, I read on something the other day. So um, I don't talk to Tina as much. I do talk to her. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're all yeah, it was a small really world. Not- uh, it was really nice talking to Lisa because she also is a member of Allison Alexander's Leading Edge Dog Show Academy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I mean, that has completely changed my life and helped me become a better groomer, handler, dog person in general. Um, I, I just love it. And it yeah, was she the was first person. Yeah, yeah, she's the first person I've met who's also a member other than okay. people on webinars. So... So that was so is it I I don't know about um, poodles as far as um, is it a lot more um, dogs to get a major Um, like so it is extremely competitive and there are more professionals who are showing dogs of course yeah so it is really challenging I've only been to I think four or five shows with Alfred and my first show, I took both Alfred and Emma. Mm-hmm. And it was just probably overwhelming, even yes. though yeah, Alfred was winner's dog and oh, Emma wow. was reserve dog. But um, it was just, it was just too much. We ended up only getting one point for Alfred. Um, How many dogs were in his class? Uh, I can't remember. Like, like, <laughs> like. See, when if I would go with a class dog and there's two class dogs, we get one point. I mean, you only have to beat one other dog to get a point. Right. But like so, some breeds, like Goldens, I mean, my gosh, to get a major, you have to have 30 Goldens. Like, oh, my yeah, God. It's not it's that crazy. Much. It's I think crazy. It's, I think it's five for a major. No, seven for a major. And okay. oh, I'm going to totally mess this up. I don't know. But it is very four. competitive, and because of the hair, it's just... Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. I cannot yeah. imagine. It's not I, an I can... easy breed. No. I can um, give the dogs a bath. Like, they had a bath last week. I could go to a dog show today. Yeah, I walk bathe in. every single week. Wa- oh, my gosh. I could walk in, show the dog, and be out in 30 minutes. Never put touch a brush. I mean, yeah. they're just so wash and wear like it's just they're so easy i mean i couldn't i could go without giving some swissies owners never give the dog a bath never really wow yeah. i know i'm bathing mine tomorrow i <laughs> <laughs> like on no. the calendar. <laughs> mine get a bath before dog show or christmas or like otherwise <laughs> alfred gets a bath every single weekend and for the dog show I had a fabulous professional um, do his spray up every day because the spray up is really critical. You know, the dog Mm -hmm. has to look right. And it's hard to watch videos and figure out what you're doing wrong. (laughs) So I already, you know, I'd already been at Louisville and knew I was doing something wrong, but I needed to actually have someone do it in front of me so I could say oh those are the things I did wrong and the Um, judge will like the judge knows you're doing it wrong or something oh absolutely I mean it is there's like 
three cuts for a poodle. Someone was just recently, who, what poodle person was I talking to? Um, there, are, there are three that you can show in. You can show in okay. the continental, which is what most yes. people show in. Almost no one shows in an English saddle because very few dogs look good in it. And it's also a very hard cut. It's a pain oh. to do the English saddle cut. There's yeah, a okay. lot to it. Yes. yes. So the modified continental is resurging in popularity and you see a lot more even just in the year that I've been showing. Mm-hmm. I've been surprised at how many more modified I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. But for my dog, he's already so big and he does not look pretty mm-hmm. in a modified. Okay. Um he is so big that he actually needs hair to make him look attractive which sounds counterintuitive but (laughs) is true yeah um like the hair kind of highlights him a little bit yeah a nice way i personally wish that poodles were shown with no hair i will probably be shot by people (laughs) who are listening to this but i stand by my dog's confirmation he's magnificent in my opinion he's got tons of bone and very nice angles and I actually think that the hair is um, definitely when we are thinking about poodles rising or ebbing and flowing in popularity, mm-hmm. hair is a big problem. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a reason that doodles and all of those crosses are so mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. Well, I've, anyway. I've also often heard that, like, it's very difficult, like the doodles, to to brush them. Like, it's almost yes. like they do need groomed so often because otherwise yeah. it's just like a solid mat on top of yes, them. Yes, that's so that's true. So and people hard. don't always know that. I, I would agree. Well, yeah. With I, the doodle cut too, with the doodle haircut, you, you've got both breeds at play so you have mm-hmm. an under, a lot of times you have an undercoat and the hair. Right. So yeah. if you're losing that undercoat, it's getting tangled in that hair that's not going to come out. And wow. if you're not on top of it, you know, matting does happen. I mean, matting sure. happens anyway with hair breeds. Karen and I both, yes. we both had our, yeah. especially when they're little and they're blowing their coat yeah. for the first time right. to get their adult hair. That's a mm-hmm. whole other nightmare. Right. But that's the whole problem with the doodle thing that people don't realize. Sorry. Yeah. I, I Agreed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, so let's just have a segue after, um, me saying something that poodle people will probably hate me for let's just move into your pottery because we are both dying to hear about that yes well and and okay so I think I mentioned that I moved a few years ago so I moved and we're out here in the country and way back off of a a road that sits way back in someone's driveway she walks her driveway every morning three and a half times up and down her driveway is three miles so it's a long driveway Well, my dogs would bark when they would see her kind of through the woods and Mm -hmm. we don't see anybody back here. And so she called me or got a hold of my husband somehow and said, you know, could I meet your dogs? Because they kind of scare me. So anyway, (laughs) I I met her back in the woods. I'm like, yeah, let's meet back here. And, you know, say say hi to the dogs. So we took a walk and I said, well, what are you doing? She's like, well, I do pottery. I'm like, really? I've always wanted to do pottery. And she's like, well, I could teach you. So that's what happened. So I started going to her house, um, one or two times a week. Um, just learning. Yeah. And, uh, for Christmas, my husband got me a wheel and then I was, I was taking all my creations that I was making into downtown Columbus and at a 
dropping him off and people were firing him then picking him up so it's like a whole two-week turnaround kind of thing yeah um and it just kind of i really loved making bowls and i just started making some dog bowls and i was like it just i don't know how it went but i just started making dog bowls and then cat bowls and i was making mugs and with you know like dogs on them or whatever and um yeah it's just kind of gone that way and now I'm doing some craft shows and um a farmer's market and just it it definitely has kept me busy (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah it's a lot of fun I I just love the bowls that I bought from you I I love them I use the big one I started using it right away as the big dog bowl for water Mm mm-hmm um, and the smaller ones are so handy. I sent you a picture. I put them in the welping yeah. box underneath the rail and that way the puppies can't really knock it over. Although every yeah. once in a while someone steps in it or something, yes. you know, yes. they're puppies. Yes. Um, but in general, I can leave bowls in there and I feel so much more comfortable leaving a piece of pottery in there rather than a stainless steel bowl yeah well the stainless you know? steel the way they come up on the sides I yeah mean, they could easily be tipped whereas the yes you know the pottery is heavier and if it's straight up and down on the sides it's not easily as easy to flip over so and and it also seems like if someone gets pushed up against it it would be i'd rather be pushed up against pottery than that stainless yes. steel edge which yes. is never yeah, yeah. so yeah well, that's so, how I use them yeah yeah so I definitely am having a lot of fun doing it I just um my our nationals for Swissy the Grizzlies Mountain Dog uh nationals is out in California and it is October in October and I'm sending eight bowls out there to for like when they do the different sports like when they when they do rally and somebody wins, I'm, I sent out eight bowls and oh, they're cool. going to, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I sent one, like a donation one for, for the auction that they're going to have, um, for the rescue. So yeah. Um, that's that so cool. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really, I, I do really enjoy it. So, yeah. and, and coming up in the fall, you know how in the fall they always have, in, in all the towns, like, you know, craft shows and stuff yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. So I'm doing a lot of those. I have two or three coming up actually next. Um, I think I noticed is, is someone local to me, like in Columbus or Ohio or one of you two? No, I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, okay. I, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm not local to anybody. Okay. Cause I thought there was another <laughs> 614 phone number. Maybe oh, not. I have, a um, six, I have a 615. I'm from Nashville originally. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe that I maybe I just saw it and thought it was a 614. I did the same thing. I was like, where is she from? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, there's a there's a pet fair next Sunday here locally, and they'll have all the rescues. Um, we'll bring dogs and the, for people, there's they're doing like dog frisbee and presentations and just a fun day for families. To oh, come cool. out and interact with all the dogs and hopefully get some dogs rescued. And so, yeah, I, d- I try to do that too. Um, all yeah. the pet events around town. So, yeah, it's been. Yeah, that sounds really great. Yeah. Do Moose and Minnie get to go with you? No, my husband's like, well, you should take one of the dogs. And I'm like, you know what? It's pottery's heavy, first of all, and then trying to set up and then keep yeah. them, you know, yeah. if they saw another dog, they'd want to visit and. I don't know. Yeah. Focus on one hobby at a time. (laughs) Exactly. I just, yeah, I can see Moose like 
one of them going under the table and knocking my whole table oh, over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want that. True. That would be devastating. So, so Mary, how much time do you spend on pottery? <laughs> Too much. Yeah, no. Um, Probably, I would say, and that's the thing, I didn't want it to be a job job. I It was like a hobby, or it yeah. is a hobby, that when I have enough stuff, I'll sell what I have or, or get out there or whatever. But right now I'm probably spending about four hours, four hours a day, which that's not terrible. Like I'll do maybe two and a half hours um, during the day. And then after dinner, yeah. maybe another hour and a half before I uh, sit down and watch TV in the evening. But yeah, so um, maybe four hours a day. So it's, it's not a full-time job and I don't want it to be, I just want it to be fun. Yeah. Right? But four so. hours is still, you know, it's not like you spend an hour a week, you know. No, it's yeah. It's definitely a commitment. I mean, yeah. well, and the thing is, like, so a couple of days ago, you can throw a bowl in about five minutes. So, yeah. Talking, okay. So that's the, the start. But you throw a bowl in five minutes, but then, then it's got to dry in order to be turned over and trimmed. And then that takes about 20 minutes. So then it's got to completely dry, like bone dry. And then you fire it. And then you have to glaze it. And it needs three or four coats of glaze. That's another 20 minutes. And then it needs fired again. I mean, to make a bowl, it's about a month. Like a big bowl. Mm. Because it has to dry. The whole drying process really takes time. If I would make a bowl and leave it out that night, the next day, it would have a crack in the bottom. It has to dry super slow. Um, otherwise it'll crack. Um, wow. so it's a whole like, so I have this like little mini greenhouse in the basement that I, I throw the stuff and I put it in this little greenhouse and it, it dries, but slowly. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely a process and a learning, <laughs> learning cool. curve. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, a, it, I guess it's a lot more than I was thinking it was going to be as far as all that I thought oh you just throw a piece of pottery but it's that's what I thought too and it's not that (laughs) no No. I mean from the time you put that ball of clay on the wheel it is it's about a month I honestly I'm I'm feeling like you should be charging way much more than I paid for that much labor (laughs) well and that's the thing like when I sent the um swissy bowls they're like was this your I'm they're thirty dollars I'm like I can't do it for any less than that. I'm really, I'm literally making like, I don't know, $8 an hour. If I, I do have to time it, but you know what? It's just fun and it's a hobby. And as long as my sales pay for my equipment, that's fine. I don't really need to make a ton of money doing it. It's not really why I started doing it. So I do like to donate and, um, you know, just give back and, and I make these amazing little pet memorial hearts. Um, I oh, saw those. They were so yeah, pretty. I'm making one right now. But I just found out the lady who helped train her cat passed on yesterday. So oh. I was like, oh, I got to go make a little thing for her. So, oh. yeah, he was 17. So, Gosh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. had a nice long life. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. And it's been a lot of fun. And I, the lady who taught me, she's like, Oh, you'll get tired of doing bowls. And I'm like, actually, I really haven't. I really like just creating different different ones and different types. And you know, you can you can do a million different designs. Um all yeah. different things. So I'm really I don't think I'll get tired of it because I actually 
it was like the two things kind of came together the dog showing and then the pottery it's like yeah about the dogs so that's what my kids would say too they're like so annoyed they're like if if I do something with the dogs they're like I'm like hey these dogs love me every single day (laughs) walk in they are never angry never annoyed with me there's no attitude attitude. there's no attitude they do not talk back (laughs) so yeah no it's both things have been a great a great uh thing since you know the kids have grown up so yeah that's awesome. And pottery is yeah. not easy to learn either. I took a class no. uh, about a year ago and it was really fun. And I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like, oh, yeah, like to make like a bowl or something. Because that's, you know, it was like one of those deals where you pay 50 bucks, you go sit in a class. Yes. yes. And you learn. I listen, I didn't make anything worthy right. of home that day. And the instructor felt sad for me. So she made <laughs> me like a little vase. I definitely <laughs> forgot to go pick up. But like I... <laughs> It well, was so it, bad. I was, I, cause I, I've always wanted to be good at something like that. Cause I always thought it was so cool. Yeah. It, is, it does pottery. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so neat. No, no, Lori. It is so yeah. much hard. There's so much it more is. arm it and is. shoulder work than anyone yes. knows about. <laughs> it is, it is hard, but with practice, you know, like everything, yeah. you just get better at it. But like the art or the skill is um, making the bowls. Well, actually a dog bowl should be kind of heavy and thick. Yeah. Um, but like if you're to make a, a mug or, you know, a wine glass or something, it should be lightweight, you know, yeah. something like that. But yeah, so the mugs should be lighter weight, but a dog bowl, I think should be kind of heavy. I mean, that's, but yeah. So, but yeah, making a bowl, like if you went and took that class, you're probably going to make a little cereal bowl or something, you know, it should, <laughs> it should be thin uh, and the walls in the bottom should be equal yeah. thicknesses and it never works out that way the first the first throw no it does yeah. not i speaking from very personal experience <laughs> yeah it was yeah. so fun though i enjoyed yeah, it i'll it, probably it, go back yeah definitely so you should give it another try oh, cool yeah well, thank you so much Lori. we really appreciate yeah yeah last hearing all of your experience with us it's so fun to talk yes. to new people and great learn about new people's hobbies yes. so thank you yeah i've had a good time so Alrighty. Well, thank you guys. And let thank me know you. if uh, you do want to talk about the raw feeding. That could be a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Another thing. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, you guys have a great Saturday. Thank you. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're interested in learning more about Lori's pottery, you can check it out on Instagram at Swissy Love Pet Pottery. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Poodle People to stay up to date with the latest episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and remember, a poodle will change your life. If you'd like to get in touch with either me or Elise, or if you have questions you'd like answered during the podcast, email poodlepeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have questions or want to be put on my wait list for puppies, please visit my website at scotchcornerstandardpoodles.com.